Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive, we are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money, we can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there. The income tax is clearly immoral because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government. With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. What's going on? Darren Wisely here on Base Liberty, episode number two. Thanks for tuning in. Today is Thursday, August 13th, 2020. And I know I promised that national politics would not be a major theme of this show, but in light of yesterday's news, I just couldn't resist. And of course, I'm referring to Sleepy Joe selecting Kamala Harris as his running mate. Now, this news came as quite a shock to me, and I think Kamala Harris is an awful vice president pick from a purely strategic standpoint. And, of course, let's be real here, Joe Biden didn't pick Kamala Harris, his staff did. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is, uh, so his handlers, his camp, his staff, whatever you want to call them, those are the people making the decisions, but that being said, it still comes as quite a surprise, and while there's no one that would be a serious contender for Joe Biden's vice presidential running mate that I would like from an ideological standpoint, from a purely strategic standpoint, I can see much better options. Uh, for instance, I thought Amy Klobuchar would be a much better pick. Um, she seems somewhat rational. She's much more likable than Kamala Harris, and that's not saying much. Kamala Harris in the presidential debates when she was in there was extremely off-putting. It's you know, all these people up there are extremely full of themselves and egotistical, but some of them are better than others at at least hiding the ball. Kamala Harris doesn't even hide the ball. It's all about Kamala Harris doing whatever she can do to climb up the ladder, to get votes, to do what is necessary to increase her own personal agenda. And I'll get into that a little more later. Of course, Tulsi Gabbard would have been a much better pick. Tulsi is very likable. But, of course, she's going to be an outcast uh, from the Democratic Party because she's anti-war, which, is, of course, is a no-no in the establishment world. And she actually isn't for a third trimester abortion, which, of course, in today's radical Democratic Party, that is going to get you the boot. Andrew Yang is very likable, but, again, he's an outsider. He is not going to be the type of person that Joe Biden's deep state accomplices select as a running mate. Tom Steyer wouldn't have even been bad either. He's quite goofy, but again, more likable than Kamala Harris, but of course, very few people are not. Susan Rice was also a front runner. She's someone who still would have been better than Kamala Harris because she is someone who I think at least believes in the things she says. Now, the things I don't agree with, but I think she at least has a little bit of conviction, whereas Kamala Harris, it's literally flip-flop, do whatever it takes to move up to the next level. 
So why pick Kamala Harris? Well, I think it's exactly that. The establishment needs someone who's going to get in line, who's going to do as they say. They know they've got Joe Biden. They know Sleepy Joe is going to do whatever because he doesn't really know what's going on. So they need that number two in the case that Biden does win the presidential election to also be someone they can pull the strings of, um, not because she's senile like Biden, but because she has no convictions and will do whatever they say. And of course, the obvious reason why Kamala Harris was picked over many of the others is she checks two boxes that are a requirement for the Democratic Party, black and a woman, because of course, you have to have an intersectional candidate. So let's get into the history of Kamala Harris so you know a little bit more about her. She was the district attorney in San Francisco, then attorney general for the state of California. And her history and record out there in the great state of California is quite atrocious. In 2003, when she ran in San Francisco, she violated campaign finance laws. The limit there was around $200,000 to what you could put in the campaign for district attorney. She spent over $600,000. That's right, about three times the legal limit of what you're allowed to put in. But again, we all know Kamala Harris is going to do whatever it takes to win. As prosecutor for both San Francisco and Attorney General of California, she made her agenda very clear. She supported hate crimes laws, which of course are completely stupid, something I completely oppose because the idea to me, if you commit a crime, you should be punished for committing that crime. If I assault you, then I should go to jail for assault. It has nothing to do with, well, I assaulted you because uh, I hate you because you're a minority or your sex, your religion, whatever. Why should that have anything to do with it? Assault is assault. Murder is murder. Something is wrong because the act is wrong, not because of what someone had in, in their head or necessarily why they did it, which is why hate crime laws don't make any sense, is how do you prove they did it out of hate? How do you know I assaulted you because I hate an immutable characteristic from you over maybe I just assaulted you because I saw your purse and I wanted the money out of it, right? You can't really prove what's going on in someone's head in terms of a hate crime. So these laws are stupid. It's just the left trying to grandstand, trying to, you know, be the nanny for everyone. So Kamala Harris initiated a hate crimes unit. Sounds like a great use of taxpayer dollars. Now, when it comes to gun crimes, Kamala Harris made it very clear she is not going to let any gun crimes go on under her watch. But of course, we know that almost all, if not all, gun laws are violations of the Second Amendment. Seems like Kamala Harris isn't too concerned about the Constitution and Bill of Rights, though. Speaking of rights, she also instituted higher bails, making it so people... Uh, could not be released on their own recognizance. Again, showing her very clear agenda to lock anyone and everyone up she can. Al Harris, of course, used her astonishing record, or more so maybe her connections, to become U.S. Senator. But let's talk about 
how Kamala Harris went from, in the early 2000s, DA of San Francisco, then AG of the entire state of California, then U.S. Senator for California. Well, let's just say she didn't do it on the merits. She's known as Heels Up Harris because Kamala Harris, as I said earlier, will do anything to move up the next level, to advance her prestige, to build her ego. And when I mean anything, that includes sleeping her way to the top. Now, don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger. One such example of this is when Kamala Harris was 29. She was dating a man in his 60s named Willie Brown out in California, who was married at the time. Uh, he was heavily influenced in her campaigns. He was the mayor of San Francisco, helping her move her way up the ladder. Willie Brown has come out saying that Joe Biden should not pick Kamala Harris as vice president, vice presidential candidate, but of course, it appears Sleepy Joe is not heeding that advice. So we've touched on the kind of person Kamala Harris is, but let's talk about just the outright hypocrisy of the Biden-Harris ticket in light of everything that's gone on this summer. Now, the George Floyd situation, of course, has led to complete turmoil, civil unrest, rioting, looting in our country, calls for police reform, and outright defunding the police, which we come to find out doesn't actually mean defund because words don't have meaning in today's day and age. But I find it quite funny that Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and these other far-left radical organizations that claim to be against police brutality, claim to be against violations of civil liberties, and want reform, would support a Democratic ticket headed by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Joe Biden, of course, led the 1994 crime bill that, of course, locked up many minorities. Kamala Harris's record is equally bad. I know it's probably hard for you to believe that she would do anything to win after what I've said so far, but her record as prosecutor on the actual cases she's working at is just as bad if not worse, as everything else I've already said about her. But don't take it from me. Take it from a fellow Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard, and what she said on stage about Kamala Harris during the presidential debates. Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but... She put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. At the end of the day, if you want criminal justice reform, if you don't like the way the system currently is, the Biden-Harris ticket is the worst option. I know Democrats claim to want to change these things, but uh, the people they're putting on the ticket here in 2020 just do not fit that bill. And it'll be very interesting to see who the hypocrites are, because if someone actually claims to care about that, they cannot 
back these candidates. There are far better options if this is an issue of importance to you. The Libertarian Party, Jorgensen and Cohen, of course, are going to be much better on these issues. I'm sure the Constitution Party candidates are as well. But when we talk about parties with an actual chance of winning out of the two major parties, the Trump-Pence ticket is much better than the Biden-Harris ticket when it comes to criminal justice reform. And this was really apparent. So last fall, in uh, fall 2019, I was at YaleCon in Detroit. YaleCon is an event with the group Young Americans for Liberty. For those who don't know what they're about, these folks are awesome. They're the biggest players in the liberty movement right now. And they're educating kids who are on fire for the cause of liberty, trying to get our government back, trying to scale it back in the way it infringes on our rights every single day. And they're also getting liberty legislators elected to make these real chains, not just talk about the issues that are wrong, but actually go out and solve them. So these people are awesome. I love these guys. Me and Catherine, my girlfriend, were at an event with them in Detroit fall 2019. Had a great time. While we were there, we actually met Matthew Charles. In 2016, he received early release and turned his life around, but was sent back to serve more than a decade in May 2019 because the court made an error in releasing him. On June 3rd, 2019, he was released again as a result of the passage of the First Step Act. Matthew was acknowledged in President Trump's remarks in the 2019 State of the Union Address, which he attended as a guest of Melania Trump. Matthew was originally sentenced to 35 years in prison for selling crack. He was released in 2016 after a federal judge ruled Matthew should benefit from the 2010 Fair Sentencing Act, a law that reduced sentences for crack-related crimes. An appeals court reversed the judge's decision, and Matthew was forced to return to prison last May after a year and a half of freedom. My girlfriend and I met Matthew, and he is just so humbled. He's a great guy, and it's great that he can speak out about his story, and it shows President Trump and Mike Pence are much, much better than the Biden-Harris ticket for criminal justice reform. And it shows that hypocrisy of the left claiming they care about minorities, claiming we need criminal justice reform, claiming we need things to change with police brutality, the way we interact with law enforcement. But look who they put up there, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I find it almost comical, but uh, it is real life, so it's not that funny. But again, The Democratic Party, the deep state, the people in the establishment pulling the strings just want two people who are going to get in line and do as they say. They've done a good job picking people for that role. Take care. We'll see you soon here on Based Liberty.